Hello, and welcome to Elite Rugby Panther. It's the podcast about rugby. I'm your host, Adam, and uh, I'm coming to you live from a cupboard, apparently. Okay. <laughs> um, as I'm trying to limit the noise, unfortunately, Ben and Alex, who are joining uh, me this evening, uh, they saw me in a cupboard. So uh, I'm, am I Harry Potter? I wear, I wear glasses. I'm like Harry Potter. Is that right, Ben? <laughs> Harry Potter was. Oh, why not? You like Harry Potter, Adam? Yeah. Like well, thanks. You can, you, can, you can be like Harry Potter if you want. He's very racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt? <laughs> what, what, Alex has a massive gripe with Harry Potter because he only uses his Spelleramus, even though he's in like year seven, like he should have better spells. Oh, that's fair. He though. should. No, he, he should. Like, he, he totally I'm should. Saying. Uh, bottling it. Uh, Matt, unfortunately, he's, um, as I understand it, moved this week. Uh, somewhere in Cape Town. Alex, do you know where he yeah. moved? Uh, I didn't Ops. know he moved. He's he's moved to... Oh, is he not? Oh, okay, that's uh, okay. Oh, so it's actually quite interesting. So the people, I think they own a house in Obs, and now they've moved to Mauritius. Oh, oh. okay. And then, then Matt sort of replaced, you know, then Matt's like renting their place from them while they're in Mauritius. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, that's curve. Um, yes, so unfortunately he's not here, but it is nice to, to have Alex and Ben. Ben, we weren't so sure we were going to get you because uh, James apparently slept too much. Yeah, so he had a, we always give them, like, at crash, we say, listen, don't let him, don't let him nap too much. And they decided to let him nap for two and a half hours. So we were like, shit, is he going down? But then, um, actually, he demanded that my, my wife put him to sleep, so I would have been available anyway. She would have just been suffering. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. like Natalie, uh, suffering a little bit somewhat as well. Uh, she, I was meant to put Ren down tonight, but uh, she, she did a solid for me. Uh, Alex, are you well? Um, yeah, not bad. We, we got a friend around the corner who's, who's had their second baby like two weeks ago, and uh, so... Yeah, they like struggling a bit, so not struggling. I mean, it's a normal, it's a normal struggle. But um, I told the my mate to come around with this is is toddler kid this afternoon, and work from here while my mother-in-law like was in baby duty. So, um, a very chaotic house. But uh, apparently, the wife managed to get the baby to sleep and made some cookies, so everyone wins. Oh. Yeah, as well. Everybody wins. Uh, well, look, we're going to be talking about a lot of winning. South Africa finally claimed some decent scalps, apart from the Lions. The Lions were the standout team for South Africa in the URC, but thankfully the Bulls and the Sharks stepped up in the storm as came close. But I guess we're going to start off in uh, Montevideo, the capital of Uruguay. They beat the USA 34-15 and have qualified for the Rugby World Cup, um, along with, uh, Ben, do correct me here. Oh, Chile, no, sorry. Uh, no, so, so, that's America so Canada, yes. yeah, so, so this, this whole tournament was effectively for one person to ah, qualify as America, yes, yes. one. And then, so, basically, first prize was straight qualification, and then second prize was you into the, the repechage, the, the playoff for one spot. So, yeah, I'm trying to find the results here exactly, but... So it was quite interesting. So it was like, remember when the Lions and the Kings had that playoff and it was all on like aggregate score yes. between the two games? So basically the USA and Canada both both won the first games, but then they got lost by a big enough margin in the second games that they kind of lost the overall thing. Ah, yeah. So, yeah. And then Chile, yeah, so, so, they're going to be playing so, the USA, correct? Yeah, so... Chile plays the USA for uh, America's two spot. Uruguay um, qualifies as America one, and then Canada is pretty much uh, Canada's out now. Mm, yeah, because Canada, as, as you said, Ben, they won the first day, twenty two twenty one, but then they lost um, yeah. thirty three twenty four in the yeah. second game. But someone was saying that I think Ant was saying that this will be the first World Cup Canada is not part of. I think yeah. so. Is, so yeah. Canada, Canada has played in more World Cups than South Africa has, actually. Yes. Yeah. They have. They have. They, yes. they put them two ahead of us. Well, now one. 
I think. No one we we catching those those maple leaves. Yeah, the uh, what are they called? Are they called the Canucks? Oh, is that the hockey team? Uh, that's that's hockey but team. They, oh. But I remember they they fucked up their rugby a bit because Canadian sevens is relatively strong, and then I think they try to like merge the fifteens yeah, and the sevens. There was a contracting like, issue. Oh, it happened. Yeah, it happened like two or three years ago. I'm trying to remember what it was, but it's, it appears. It appears they have shot themselves in the foot. But I actually think Chile and Uruguay are probably benefiting from MLR because I'm guessing yes. quite a lot of their players play in there. Yeah, 100%. And uh, Brazil, I mean, they, they've they been slowly punching up their weight uh, in the rugby ranks as well. So I think it's good for World Rugby that we get different participants in, in the Rugby yeah. World Cup. Uh, especially Uruguay. I mean, uh, I think I think remember that the last World Cup, how passionate um, yeah. <laughs> they were. I kind of I, I've I've we've I've said this a few times. I think I bring it up around every World Cup, but how it should be it should be more like a sevens tournament. So basically, mm. even if you lose your even if you lose your group, you still basically play games until you get a place. So yeah. in, in the in the World Cup, you will know I came fifteenth at the World Cup. Yeah, so, you know, because I find it quite unfair for a team like. It's almost quite ironic that teams like South Africa, England, New Zealand, they get the most rugby out of World Cups when they sort of need the least rugby in a way. Yeah, that's true. And, and, t- and teams that do need a lot of rugby, say like Namibia, Chile, USA, whatever, who only play like two or three tests a year, they kind of get, you know, they play their four knockout games and they get knocked out and they're done. So it's a bit, you know, I find yeah. it a bit... All right, no, I, I agree. Think yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll get on Bill Bowman's case about it. Uh, but I mean, yeah. So it's it's maybe a bit of a tangent, but like the the Dota International is happening this weekend, and only one team from each group gets like fully fully eliminated. And if you lose in your group stages, you end up dropping to the bottom bracket, but mm. you can still technically make it to the grand final. So. I'm not saying we should adopt something similar, but like definitely, it's stupid to like have your whole. I mean, in this case, it's it's a whole year, but in rugby terms, it's like four years. And Chile's been working really hard, so like now they get what like New Zealand and France in their group or something. Yeah, and no, and then like, they, then they straight away like like they 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 know they're not playing to win it, but it's. So they'll be targeting one game. I don't know who it'll be in their group, like Tonga or whatever. They'll say, "Okay, we're trying to be Tonga." But how great would it? But how great would it be if they could say, "Okay, we'll we'll target that game," but yeah. then, oh, oh shit, we lost that. Okay, now let's let's try let's try sculpt Romania. Let's try, yeah. you know, let's try let's try beat Georgia. Let's try beat Namibia. Like I th- I'd like I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure. I think it would people, be people would people would watch that. Like I think well, so. Yeah. Often the best rugby the World Cups is between the reported minnows anyway. Uh, yeah, like I, I would say the game of the World Cup last year was probably Uruguay Fiji actually. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, congrats to to Uruguay and I guess good luck to Chile uh, when they're facing the Eagles uh, for the Americas. Yeah, I, I, I think. Everyone is going to be supporting Chile. Hundred percent. Not nothing against America, but we do love new blood um, at the Rugby World Cup. As does Bill Beaumont, who loves the expansion of the game. You know, that's that's what he's all about. Well, well, maybe if Bill. I, I assume Bill Beaumont's listening. Of course. So, um, Bill, you heard our suggestions about the World Cup. How everyone plays to a place. So do that now. 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 Uh Bringing things a little, bit, a little bit closer to home, uh, in South Africa, apparently spectators are set to return to sports venues in South Africa following the latest adjusted lockdown regulations. In South Africa, we've got a tiered system, I think as the UK have for a while. Um, we're not on level one because we have less than 1,000 cases a day. And South Africa has also just been removed off the UK's red list, which will make things a lot easier for travel for spectators and also for the teams, for the URC. Um and in the Government Gazette here, yeah, if something's published in the Government Gazette, I mean, correct me, but they're going to allow up to 2,000 spectators at certain football matches, including the national football team when they're playing uh, Ethiopia in, in, in a, I was going to say Rugby World Cup, a FIFA World Cup qualifier. Uh, so, the, so they are busy putting out the feelers 
to allow people back into stadiums. So hopefully, uh, coming soon, rugby will be heading that way. And reportedly, a third, at least a third of South Africans have had at least one coronavirus vaccination. So we're going to be watching this with interest, um, but also keeping it to stadiums. Uh, just the saga at Western Province continues. Apparently, there was a vote of no confidence against Zeltmarie, which did not go well, and attempted um, they were they turned to the High Court in South Africa, which is the third highest court to get the High Court, uh, Supreme Court of Appeals, and the Constitutional Court um, on an urgent basis to remove Marie because, in short, their case was that he's really shit at his job. They got tossed up as it wasn't urgent, and um, Maria has gone and suspended four or five more. Um, directors or board members of the Western Province Rugby Football Union boards. There's only three of them left of the entire board. No, I was going to say, how many do they have? Yeah. So, so he, he he suspended them because they went against it. Yes, and brought the game as disrepute and he's launched disciplinary proceedings against them. It's just the dog's breakfast shit show uh, that is Western Province is continuing. I'm just wondering why Saru haven't stepped in. If this was happening at, I don't know, Border, which haven't had the haven't had the best of histories um, in terms of management recently, or the Falca, or something like that, they would have stepped in by now. So I just don't understand why Sari haven't stepped in. I know Western Province are one of the old grand unions, um, and, the, and the Stormers, their team, are competing in the URC. But by now, they should have stepped in. So it... yeah, I'm guessing they just assume that you know, province should be better, but they're not really. Unless, I guess unless they're letting Maria hang himself to such a undisreputable degree that when they step in, they'll be, they could just walk all over it. Um, But but I mean, how how could he have done any worse at this point? I I just, I don't understand. Um, And it's just for dear listeners, I know I've I've bitched a moment about it. The biggest flaw in the way Western Province uh, Rugby Football Union is run is that it's two arms, it's the pro side and the amateur side. And the amateur side, in terms of how the, the union is set up constitutionally, still carries a lot of weight, if not the majority of it. I do stand to be corrected a little bit on that. Um, but essentially, you got... Uh, they couldn't organise a piss-up in the brewery, brewery because... And there's a brewery right next to Newlands, by the way. <laughs> not, not anymore. They, they've moved away from the brewery, so no more piss-ups. Oh, I didn't know that. Bleak. Um, at least I went there once. The, the beer was very nice. No, 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 not the no Newlands. Oh. I mean, yeah, I guess they still based at Newlands, hey? like the headquarters. Yeah, the headquarters are still there. Um, yeah. so okay, it, no, they're, they're still close to. The you, you just got a bunch of like guys who like getting free pies and beer at the rugby who are running. They're not professionals. They're not accountants. They're not finance people. Not business people. Trying to run a professional sports franchise. So, like if you look at the Sharks and the Bulls, even the Lions. I mean, I know, I know in the field the Lions have suffered. The Sharks are. The Sharks are in a, an electric vehicle. The Stormers and Western Province by Association, they're still driving a VW Beetle from the 1970s. That's how stark the administrations are. So, yeah. rant, rant, it's rant. It's Fred uh, Flintstone car. Uh, it's, uh, uh, did you like my metaphor, by the way? I was trying to think of something like less advanced than an electric vehicle. It was fine. Oh, thanks. thanks. Uh, I've got a thought to Mark, so I would be able to say if the shoe fits yeah. indeed uh, something that's not going to fit uh, there's a couple of injuries uh, first of all Achis Neyman he tore his was it his ACL again or re-aggravated the tear for Munster uh, yeah. I'm not sure see but yeah it is knee yeah oh but knee that's, that's just what my fantasy rugby team need like yeah yeah, um, it's also just a huge setback for South Africa. But as you would have thought, South Africa has endless amounts of locks. Um, we have a great top tier, fuck all in the, in the middle, maybe in a lower tier yeah. at this stage. Uh, with, with Alex's favourite lock, Marvin Uri, set to accumulate more buck caps at this rate. But... Oh no, Hyron uh, uh, Andrews showed a bit of flair. Maybe we stick him in. I've always said, from a fantasy perspective, he's great in the loose. You've always mocked me, and he's always never performed too badly for, for me. But seriously, he's not. He's not. He's not. He spring... gets nineteen points. Yeah, he's not. He's not spring, spring Well, in the URC, that's a good average. So uh, unfortunately, we've I lost. Feel, like, am I wrong? But the higher end is like a real string bean. Like, he's, yeah, I think so. He's like tall and thin. Yeah. I like. I just feel he doesn't fit the mold. Of like a, a springbok like no no I, I agree with you I, I do agree with you. he does kind of lack a bit of muscle but as I said he he's good in the loose um someone else is not getting loose Francois Herbert uh he is also injured he's going to miss the end of your tour uh in terms of the injury itself 
uh, through a report, he's got a neck injury um, that he picked up in the spring yeah, win over to, New Zealand. To be, to be honest, I would have liked to see Malherbe rested anyway. Mm, yeah. Um, I, so, so, I, I just wonder how you get a neck injury with that neck. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe he's faking it. Maybe it's a self-administered rest. Yes, we'll, we'll... I, I'm, yeah, I'm not worried about about Tyler Brock. Like, yeah, prop... luck is is more of an issue with Akiad, but like, prop... yeah, we we got we got. I don't mind. Like, I think it is quite a. I don't know what is the most sort of injured position. I'll say lock maybe, but. Yeah. Like props, props do get injured quite a lot, so it's good to blood prop depth anyway, because you never know. Like we could get round to the next World Cup and have like two loose heads and two tight heads injured or something, yeah, and I mean, you know. I mean, we've got a guy like Volker Lowe who's floating around. Uh, he, yeah. might, he might get called up, so we're very lucky. Uh, yeah, in, no, in no, no, we we do have depth, but I w- you would want that depth to also have caps as well. Ah, well. Uh, on the locking department, as we've lamented, Nicolas Janssen van Rensburg, he also suffered a, a calf injury in the top 14 uh, match over the weekend. Um, so he, he probably won't make the squad either, but uh, Marco van Staden, he's returned to action for the Leicester Tigers. Uh, and I think he's yeah, added but, it. Uh, I, I think what we need to talk about is how Chris Cludy made a run at the Springbok cap now. <laughs> well, we, we're kind of short on open side, so... Yeah. You know, especially now that, like, Crocker is playing a lot of blindside. Uh, so I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be mad if we... I'm a, I'm a big Chris Clutie fan. Yeah. My, my ideal Springbok pack is Dweber and Chris Clutie, you know. Uh, yeah, Clutie is jacked. Uh, jacked. Yeah, jacked. no, I'm pretty sure he's on juice. <laughs> yeah, on steroids of some kind. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently, apparently he's anti-vax, actually, so maybe he's not. It could just be all natural hormones. Uh, and we're not we're certainly not saying that Chris Clute is on the juice. He looks like he's on the juice, though. He's like, that's, that's how jacked he is. I, I think he's on the juice. Hmm. Well, speaking of speaking of the Jack Dokes, where's JC Creel, by the way? Um, I always want... in, in Japan? In? Yeah, but I, feel, I, I don't know. He's just kind of dropped. I mean, we, I, I sent a pairing. I feel a bit bad for him. I sent a pairing super locked. But he was offering the squad a bit of utility. Uh, and just think of, like, well, cut human specimens. I actually just Jesse Creel popped into my mind. And I was thinking, well, what's yeah. happened to him? So you know. But don't, don't you think he played his best rugby at fullback? Creel, I was thought he was yeah. a good wing. Yeah, I, I I actually preferred him on the wing because then he had the touch line to make sure he didn't run at an angle. So yeah, he was good. At, he was nobody was good at holding his um. He was good at holding his shape on the wing, yeah. which sometimes centers who play on the wing can't do. Like they just want to cut in. Yeah. Yeah, but he... but I, I mean, I always felt like he was a wingy player in the centre. And, he, I mean, just the question where he is, I mean, he is in the Springbok squad. So, it's just that we we didn't use the Rope Championship to, like, play too many French players. But he was there. Quick quiz question. How many caps of South Africa does he have? Jesse Creel? Mm. Say 35? I think a bit less. Like maybe 28? 48. 48, oh. wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he scored 12 tries and he is 27 years old. So, yeah. So, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's played, so he, he might come through uh, again. Yeah. Uh, someone who's not coming through, I guess one could say, uh, Andreas Smith. Uh, he's been banned for eight weeks for biting. But that's not the entire story. Um... Was it you or Alex? Was he, he, he was uh, found guilty of bite, biting Niall uh, no, Scannell. But, but it's, no, it it's, was it's... really weirdly phrased. Basically, it was like he failed to prove that he didn't bite him. Yeah. So, so what? He was guilty so, by accusation due to a lack of... Uh... Yeah, effectively, they said there was no TV. There was no evidence, like TV evidence. I assume there was a bite mark on the player. Yeah. But there was no, you know, but they remember with whoever, Quaka, I think, said someone bit him, and then he's like, no, they just pressed his teeth into his face or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I haven't read the whole judgment thing, but it was really weirdly phrased. It was like, yeah, it, it, you know, it sounded like he was playing, you know, with the sort of 
there was a presumption of guilt, let's say that. But I'm not, you know. But I, I mean, I assume if you at that stage, you know, because obviously everyone is presumed innocent. So if you at the stage of a disciplinary hearing, then there's been an allegation. So at that point, there's I assume prima facie evidence that like you've done something wrong. I I don't know. Like otherwise, every player would just be like, oh, there was biting in the game. And you'd have to have like full disciplinary. So the fact that he was cited means you know the other referee looks for the bite mark or there was video footage. And well, no, but apparently there was no video footage or like no conclusive video footage. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit weird. It's weird, yeah. Especially because like the it was buddy incident we had last month, um, or the month before. There's like a weird but, case where with Australia, where he said no, it wasn't a bite. Well, they couldn't see an actual like opening and closing of the mouth. They just said no. You basically you kind of just your arm kind of got squished into their teeth or something like. Yeah, so I, mean, so, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the the approach of you know the discipline commission necessarily saying we'll only cite you if we think you have done something wrong. But there must just be consistent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, sounds a little bit fishy, much like the Carl Sinclair biting incident in the British and Irish Lions series. But uh, we'll we'll yeah. leave that aside for another time. And I, actually, well, segue. Um, the hangover from that series, World Rugby, they, they're still unlikely to budge as Rusty Rasmus and Esther Rugby. They requested his misconduct hearing to be public. Um to ensure there's transparency because World Rugby have confirmed that it's going to be happening over the weekend of the 30th to the 31st of October. It will be chaired by an independent judicial panel chairman, Christopher um, Quinian, QC, uh, Queen's Council, and the panel also include Nigel Hampton, QC, and Judge Mike Meeker, both of New Zealand. Uh, I mean, we all know why Rassie's there. He launched a big video uh, after the first test complaining about Australian performance at Barry. Um, there's apparently, this is Constant Sport T4, there's a growing fear at SRAB that uh, the governing body and Erasmus will not receive a fair trial if the hearing takes place behind closed doors and if the outcome of the hearing has been predetermined. Afrikaans newspaper report. Uh, they said on Sunday that these fears result in SRAB asking for an open hearing. However, the request fell in deaf ears, just using their words. With World Rugby responding, hearings are never open to the public when asked or comments on the matter. And then in reaction to their response... I'm sorry, this, but this is the first time... I- a coach has had a hearing, I assume? Yeah. Or a director of rugby? I think so. But look, Erasmus is lawyer, Fricky Erasmus. He said that there are regulations in place that make provision for hearings to be held in public if deemed in the interest of justice. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll find out what happens at the end, end of October. Oh, yeah, no, I assume. No, but, but they, they, I kind of respect their tactic. Make this a shit show, bring it into the yeah. public eye. Yeah. And then get off on a technicality. Don't even argue the the merits of it. I just say I just I, say I didn't release the video. I reckon he uh, he's gonna it. get like a suspended sentence, a long suspended sentence. Like I I I, two I, years I, I, I actually I actually hope they they rescind the lines to a victory from us. They say no. South Africa did win the Lions series, and then the Lions have to like get like the trophy and like the weakest fucking ceremony ever. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be fit. It'll be fantastic. Like honestly, it'll be fucking hilarious. Like, like that's honestly my wish. I, like if I was doing drugs, I'd just laugh the whole thing off and be like, "Yeah, fuck, we had the public hearing if you want." Like, we're just gonna embarrass you in front of everyone. Like, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll still see, but uh, it's rambling along. I just do think it's a bit ridiculous it's taken this long. Um, and the fact it's already taken long, I don't know, I think players to Erasmus' advantage, perhaps. But I guess we will find out. Um, and someone else who got injured over the weekend, Johan Gwersen, he's going to be out for an extended period. Uh, it appeared that he suffered a knee ligament injury uh, when the when the Bulls beat the Cardiff Blues over the weekend. So who they're flying in? Mornay Stain. He's going to be flying in. He just apparently got back from uh, Australasia following the rugby championship. And reportedly, Stain might be able to join them for Friday's game against Edinburgh. I hope not. Well, I hope he's on the bench. I just recruited Chris Smith in the draft, just so I have fly half oh, points. 
But so. although, oh, 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 fuck, great job, Ben. I thought this was a buy for the SA teams. Next week. Oh, fuck, I might have traded for an SA player. Oh, it's only Monday today. I can kind of correct that. Hey? Yeah, yeah, you go, to, you go to another trade. A few more trades coming up. So Stan's coming in for, um, he, he, he will probably never to start, um, I imagine. Uh, and just staying with the URC, we'll get on to on the field events shortly. Uh, apparently, uh, the Bills, they've called in former referee Tupper Henning. Uh, just to assist him on, on interpretation. Henning, he's a big wig in the Scottish Rugby Football Union. Well, a rap, Scottish Rugby Union, excuse me. Uh, in, t- in terms of the refereeing there. So I don't have his position exactly in front of me. He's just helping I'm, them out. In terms I'm of Henning. Oh, I, th- I think that's not, a, that's not a bad idea because I do think refs are less lenient well not maybe not less lenient but they seem to warn players less well I get well there you just hit the nail on the head but Henning he's been in Scotland now for the past eight years um there was just a piece in Sport 24 speaking about this in shorts and it's something that really does irritate me we saw it at the rugby championship um Nick Berry being an example he'll say no you're doing good nine and they give running commentary and say release, yeah, release. They're, they're it's sort of like ref coach. It's really fucking irritating. In the north, they don't do that. They blow straight away. Was that kind well, of like they saying? They don't blow straight away, but they just In assume you know. They like let you break the rule. Basically, they say if you got your hands on the ball, they'll let you have your hands on the ball. And they'll go, okay, you've had your hands on the ball for too long. Penalty, mm. like, like I'm, they I'm, to... I'm fine with the northern refing. Like, yeah, it's obviously fine. we need to adapt it, but like. So often in Super Rugby, you, you used to see, like, the ref coaching in a way, and he was like, oh, you're not allowed to do that. And the guy would let go of the ball. But the damage is done in terms of slowing the ball down. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's not your job as a referee to coach the players. Yes. If there's an infringement, you blow it. Well, I, 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 do, I do think this is a problem with Super Rugby refs. I think they almost feel a duty to create an entertaining game. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Which which is which isn't their job. Like mm. their job is to ref the rules, or the the, the mm. laws. Well, as Henning said, I mean, he said in the south, uh, there's also a lot of focus on the line out um, and more since it's used a lot well, in South Africa anyway. But he said up north, uh, he said you often hear in South Africa referees say leave it now blue as an example. Up north they penalise immediately, as they mm. say up here. I'm quoting Henning: we don't talk a player out of an infringement. They penalise it immediately. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with the approach. And me and Tapo on the same page. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. if, it, if it makes South Africa more disciplined, um, no, that, that sounds great. And a Jack White's offered his services to short Everett at the Sharks. That's all. I, I, I would like if they bloody... Um, because the amount of skew lineouts I've seen in URC... Oh, it seems like if your two-ball jumper goes up, you can essentially just throw it at his stomach and it's fine. Like <laughs> I haven't seen a single skew lineup blown, but I've seen like 15 skew lineups. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's interesting, and I'm, I'll be interested to know in terms of how this influences the box and their play up north. But sometimes I feel that they do. When we're playing in the northern hemisphere at the end of the year, we sometimes don't quite adapt the referee fast enough. So um, good on Jake. Oh, no, no, no. I so, take it all. Obviously, the problem is none of the box have played in this so far. Nah. But but I, yeah, I, I do think URC is going to be ultimately beneficial for the box. Mm. Or for South Africa as a whole, because we almost get the best of both now. Um, I don't have any other further news. And uh, there's that quite interesting thing about colorblind people. Uh, oh, well, so there's also something else I've just seen. Kristen Delaufana, he's going to be back in Super Rugby next year. Uh, reports okay. are emerging in Australia. Um, ah, he's set to join uh, the new franchise Moana Pacifica, where he'll be hooking up with Aaron Major at the Auckland-based uh, outfit. Don't you always recruit him in draft? Or was that Andrew? I did. No, I did, even when he had cancer. Yeah, but that yeah, was to be a mascot. He and then he beat cancer, and he played, and it was well, great. He's actually leukemia. He's a 34-year-old leukemia survivor. Yeah. Got it. Hmm. So uh, he's playing uh, for Moana Pacifica? Yes. Well, that's the report, so it's not confirmed. It's a good get for them, actually. Uh, good guy to bring in. I, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get too into because I don't know everyone's like lineage or whatever, but I, I think he was like too affiliated with the islands. Like, I, I've always said, him, associated him with Australians, like, he played schoolboys, 
juniors and like a lot of club rugby for for Brumbies. So, well, oh, he, yeah. he's of Samoan heritage, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm sure, hmm. I'm sure a lot of the, a lot of the um, you know Australian and New Zealand players are of Pacific heritage, but I I don't know. I thought the whole point of the the added the Pacific Dura teams were to benefit yeah. the islands directly. Well, that's why World Rugby is giving them money. Yeah, and I mean he's quite old, but yeah, he's a good guy to have. But I ho- I would hope that they wouldn't rely on him too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, I read a I read a very interesting article. Um, so there's a, there was a guy from well there is a guy from El Salvador, okay, mm-hmm. and basically he was tired of his their national football team just being shut. And he's like, no, I'm I'm going to solve this problem. So basically, he went onto Google and he looked for players playing in international leagues that have like a, a Salvadorian heritage. Okay. And basically, just him, something like he he's been responsible for something like 20 players playing in the national team, and there are eight players currently playing in the national team because of him. So this is just like like a dude. You would basically find Oaks playing in like the German first division or whatever shit. Yeah. Convince him to come play for El Salvador for like the World Cups or whatever. And yeah, that was and then now like they've given him like a like an Audrey position in their their football union, which I thought was oh. quite cool. Great. Yeah. Hmm. So uh yeah. What was I thinking about again? Um, yeah, just just the colorblind thing. Uh, yes, yeah, the colorblind yes, colorblinds. Yes, sorry, what, what was that, Ben? About that? So basically, from World Rugby has identified a problem because this number was crazy high. But apparently, one in twelve men are colorblind. Yeah, which, which like, is uh, red, red, green colorblind. Yeah, red, green colorblind. So basically, World Rugby have identified this as a problem, and now they've said there will be no more, basically, red. Green kit clash. It's not really a well, yeah. yeah. So effectively, like, when when I say when Wales. when when Springboks play Wales, one of the teams will have to wear more white, presumably. Or when Ireland play Wales, which I guess is more common, one of the teams will wear a different colour, yeah. just to help to help colourblind people, which is cool. But my question is, why are they only implementing it in 2027? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Because it is like, okay, there's a problem. A very easy solution to this problem. Yeah. <laughs> but let, let's just fuck the color blind for six, for six more years. Like, it's like a six year old problem. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make sense. Oh. Yeah, but, and then last one, the, the calling curry cup, uh, the calling um, team of, you know, the black label team you vote for when you drink a beer. Yes. Which apparently is all bulls. Um, they're yes. playing against Kenya. I think that's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. And also, fan selecting teams, because then it really lets know lets you know. <laughs> it lets you know how loyal Bulls supporters are. They're very loyal, reportedly. Well, yeah. well I better they look more black label than everyone else. Yeah. So so far, it's. Well, I have three of them again. Did you vote to be No. Jacobs, so there are lots yeah, of, there are lots I'd, of bulls in this team. Yeah. I'd love to vote this team, but I refuse to drink the Black Label. Oh, but you haven't, haven't you had the draft? Black Label draft is delicious. No, I don't, I don't drink SAB, Siphon Breweries, but it's Alex is in the media. I mean, yeah. I have no problem with that because Vintuk is, is a very nice being tarful. I mean, you know, it goes without saying. Put yeah. him my top, my uh, top yeah. on the tarful, oh. beer on the tarful, I guess. Cards uh, on the tarful. Cards on the tarful. But no, there's nothing wrong with with the uh, SAB beers or SAB and Hazard Bush, whatever the hell uh, named named on. But uh, anyway, uh, let's let's move on to the URC. Uh, feel on on field action. Uh, the South African teams we managed to pick up some wins. Which is very pleasing. Yeah, oh, I was I was very pleased with both the yes. the Lions and the Stormers. Weirdly, yeah. even though they they the world draw and lost, 
but because that was atrocious conditions. I yeah. actually didn't, I like, didn't see the, was that the Lions game? I actually didn't see. Yeah, but honestly, it was like... It was pouring, yeah. Pouring with rain, windy, like... And the Lions, you know, they, they, they stuck with it. And in the Lions game, there were a few, like, just bullshit, like, weirdly knock-on calls, which, you know, is normally very cut and dry. Mm. One day, one day just uh, didn't ground the ball, but the ref just decided to give them a try, which was nice. Hmm. And then a few sort of the ball, like the players sort of dropped the ball, but not forward. But then the ref was just like, no, fuck you, knock on. Yeah. I I think the, like, so, yeah, we can talk a little bit about that call. I mean, it's not controversial because the the camera angle clearly showed that, like, there was no ground in the ball. I think they they were going to probably score anyway because they had their front foot advantage. But, I mean, Jeep is a terrible, like, just calling a try when there isn't one. Like that. Especially, like, 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 now, so much stuff gets TMO'd. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. So, I don't think, I don't think it was, like, a result-changing decision, because I did think it was, they were pretty cool anyway. But it's just, like, a really low standard of refereeing. Like, I don't know, like, how do you, how do you fuck that up? But I, I was re- I was reading a few sort of Twitter Twitter threads on this, and someone was saying it is kind of a, a running joke that Pro 14 has a very poor standard of refing, and it's yeah. just kind of like the assumption is you know the refs aren't biased they just shit, so you know like what you kind of lose on the swings you gain on the roundabouts or whatever. Uh, so, so it's all about variance. So, yeah, so it's so just basically throughout the season it will kind of balance out. <laughs> I think that's, that's I, 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 I could go with it. Yeah, just a quick run through of, of just those results. Uh, also beat Benetton 28-8. Uh, Ospreys, I will get to the Sharks shortly, but they, uh, Sharks beat them 27-13, I think, in Cardiff. I do, no, uh, forgive me, Ospreys fans, if there are any listening. I'm, I'm not quite sure where they're based. Lenser beat Zebra 43-7. Uh, Glasgow beat the, the Lions 39, as we discussed. Connacht. Uh, they lost to the Dragons at home, 22-35. The Storm was drew at Edinburgh. Good result, 20 all. And then the Bills also played very well. Um, they were cuck in the first half. And they came back and won in the second, 29-19. And then Munster, um, they pumped the Scarlet, 43-13. I think the shit conditions helped the Lions. Glasgow can play. They show, like The Sharks were terrible uh, the previous week. But uh, in nice conditions, Glasgow can play. Jack Dempsey, he's loving life. So maybe the, the, the conditions equalized it. A little bit. Yeah, it's like playing. It's like playing hockey on grass. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as it, I was very, I watched a chunk of the Sharks game. The Sharks just couldn't get going, and then suddenly, Buddy Chamberlain um, nailed a couple yeah. of those drop kicks. <laughs> like, can I just say I suggested retaliating with a, a drop kick from the goal line dropout about a year ago? You did. Yeah. yeah so obviously, Butcher's listening now. So you're welcome, Butcher. Or, or, as, or as they call him on the, the Google commentary, Henry. Apparently that's his, his given that name. That is your name, Henry yeah. Chamberlain. Yeah, uh, Henry Chamberlain, he sounds he like a bloody Henry like... Henry Chamberlain to put he, sounds, he sounds like a prime minister or something. Yeah. Then how do you go from Henry to Butter? I don't know. How do you go from Miguel to Burger? Yeah, yeah, these asking the hard questions. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 say this podcast shies away from the hard questions. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't get to watch the, I didn't get to watch the the Stormers Edinburgh game. I just saw some of the highlights uh, for the no, Bulls. So, it just it just seems like the the Bulls finally turned up. Uh, maybe the refereeing went better, um, but they they, they kind just, of played how we knew we could play. Yeah, they just stopped fucking up basically. But the Stormers Edinburgh. The second half was fascinating, considering not a single point was scored. Like, what? it was a real sort of push and shove, like, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Hmm. So, if you're looking at the log, Munster, uh, they currently lead the way, they're three from three, as are Ulster and Leinster. So, three Irish teams at the top. <laughs> what a surprise. Glasgow, fourth, then it's Edinburgh, Ospreys, Benetton, Dragons, Cairo, Scarlet, and then 11th is the Lions. Uh, Connacht 12, Sharks, Bulls, Stormers. They make up 13 to 15, and then Zebra uh, making up the bottom. Six, the bottom of the, the log at 16th. Yeah, I, I think, though, that obviously now the South African teams, 
I feel once we have a few home games, it'll, it'll stabilize. I'm not saying we're going to win it, but I think we we figured out this league now. I'm very interested to see what happens when they uh, travel south. I think they're in for a little bit of a rude awakening. Just in terms the, of the thing is as well, like like I guess our players aren't really because like a lot of those guys aren't actually super rugby players. This mm-hmm. is sort of their first kind of they're more curry players, but but I mean those oaks aren't used to touring at all. No. Like, you know, they've probably maximum spent like three three nights away from their parents in their whole life. <laughs> well, driving from George, driving to George from Cape Town. Um, no, 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 not, no, the, uh, the, the UK based players. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, because we, we, that's a good point. Because we were talking about, because they even, they don't even like properly tour for away games. They just fly up like the day before or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and then they're going to be playing. <laughs> Uh, they're coming down to the middle of Ellis Park in the middle of Joburg. I think will be a bit of a culture shock for them. Uh, I yeah, think... but I, 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 you know, I think we'll be like more fucked them up as if. I think bloody so. Durban in November is hot. Oh yeah, yeah. They, well, they'll, 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 I mean, they could, they've played in the wet, but they don't understand humidity. But maybe I'm just trying to think. Any of the teams who play in London will understand humidity, uh, I guess, but they don't do that no. very regularly. Yeah, but also, like, come on, it's, it's you know, there's standard humidity, and then there's bloody 30, 35 degrees, like, you know, sweating out every pore you have, like. Well, well, wasn't, well, there something, wasn't there something this week about how we, the African teams, are still going to have to play our home games in Italy? No. No, surely not. Oh, they... I, think, I think I saw that somewhere, like, they they still even though we're off the travelers and everything they still plan to host the slash games in Italy. That well is this a confirmed report? Adam, this is one of the least professional podcasts in the world. There's <laughs> no way I have a professional or confirmed report. Well I look, just saw something on Twitter. Uh, okay, well, fuck. Does okay. It, did, it, did it have that little, what's that, like, little fake news t- uh, warning under it? This, no. is, this has not been verified. Well, S-A-U-R-C-T. Well, look, we're meant to host them in round six, 26 to 28 November. Um, yeah, it's still a long time. Yeah, it's yeah, still... it's a... Okay, it's not a confirmed report because it's on SRA, mate, but South for Vodacom United Rugby Championship team teams have been informed they won't be able to host matches in the Republic despite the country being removed from the UK's travel red list. According to a report, who are never wrong, the Bulls, Lions, Storms and Sharks will play their shows with home matches of this calendar year in Italy after the URC Chiefs determined that Saskia's removal from the red list had come too late to alter plans for the team's space cells in Italy. Oh, uh, so they're claiming logistics. So logistics. Oh, backup. whatever. That's whatever. horseshit. I'm, 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 I'm not true. fussed. Let, let them have this season. So their next season will be even more brutal. Because we would have figured out how to play in the north. And they will still have no idea how to play in South Africa. Yeah. That's true. So, so it just, it, it yeah, just they, exaggerates. They, they're just delaying the problem. I just want the Bulls so, to go to Kimberley. Or, like, whoever has the right to play in Kimberley should just have a game in Kimberley. Uh, just for shit. I think the Sharks do. What? So, <laughs> no, so Kimberley was always part of like well, the used cheaters. To be cheaters. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm trying to think who. But but technically they all sort of have a like like the whole country's divided up. Like they all have a catchment area. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to talk about who has the best came to Kimberley, because I think Kimberley's is it equidistant between Pretoria and Cape Town. Yeah, well, when you when you sort of drive, you can you can stop and no, you can stop and bloom when you're driving. I think yeah. it's pretty close to the cap. Yeah, well, I mean, I the, like, the stormers like can probably win, claim it. Whoever well. wins the Curry Cup should like get right. Get Kimberley. Yeah, yeah. It can be like the it can be like the Ramfurly Shield. Yeah. If you defeat a team in Kimberley, you get the stadium. Ah. Or the red, the red Man Shield. Yeah, and if they play in yeah. in Joburg or Pretoria, there should just also be a lightning storm. There should be a break for lightning. Um, there should, yeah. yeah, and then, then they go back onto the field. I, 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 th- I think we suggested as an alternative, be like, listen, we know COVID's around, we don't want to risk it, we got to play all the games in Kimberley. Well, I think that's what we should have done for the Lions, 
I honestly, I honestly think we should play like the All Blacks and Australia and stuff in Kimberley. Be like, well, fuck you guys. Well, we tried that what, once. What you you guys want to be served in restaurants and be spoken to in English? No, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, didn't we play the All Blacks in Rustenburg that one time? Yeah, but Rustenburg's nice. Like, the, no, the like, Rustenburg, look, you, you stay at like Sun City or whatever. Bullshit. Yeah. Oh, you oh, instead. I thought you were talking about the town. The, the town's pretty average. I mean, it's not great, but not terrible. And it's... I like, you wouldn't live there, but... Oh. But, like, Rustenburg... Like, isn't it the Immobile Stadium, or am I thinking something? No, no, you think it's Royal Buffer King. It's Royal Buffer King. It's a cool stadium. I've been there. But, 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 I mean, there are nice hotels and stuff around there. Like, yeah, like yeah, the whole true. experience has to be shit. It can't just yeah. be, like, a... It can't I'll, just be like yeah, they're going to game drive. Stadiums in a bit of a dodgy area. It's got to be like shit hotel. No one talks to you. Shit food. No grass yeah. on the stadium. You know, you have to. The hard work, the showers. Yeah. Yeah, just like you shove yourself to bed each night, and like you, yeah, yeah one one, one blanket for the whole team to share. Yeah. You just want to go home. And no game yeah. drive. No game it's like, drive. It's like no, no game no, drive. No game drive. What you fucking gonna see? What you gonna see in Kimberley? Like the the four blades of grass. Yeah, yeah. and maybe if like they do a biplane over um, what's the what's the national park out that way? There's like a big fuck off one. It's huge. Kadakadi. Yes. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Or they can do like an orange river like uh, boat thing on the orange river, except that they give them like fuck all equipment. As a team bonding sure. exercise. No, no sunblock. I want them to have the worst time on tour. Like, it's just be like camp stars, right, for touring side. Like, yeah. it's just, like, and then, you know, it's fine. Like, we'll, our players won't stay at a cushy hotel either. But, like, you know, we'll camp out or whatever. And I just want, you know, people like Mario Toja, sorry, Mario Toja, to like live like a like a hermit or <laughs> like a whole week to, 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 to live to live like Jacques Berger does exactly and, and uh, Jacques, I, 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 I told you I, I followed I, I, I followed him on Twitter because I'm like oh this is gonna be good I'm gonna get some good rugby banter or whatever no he's just in the desert cooking oryx steak on like exactly. coal straight that's all he does. Sunset and game hunting. Like, that's pretty much his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. What a lad. Um, Yeah, they've got to put him somewhere also where they don't have cell signal. Where I can't Instagram, I can't, like, tweet. None of that shit. You know? They they really need to rough it. Oh, exactly. Like, we must separate them from their their plush, you know, everyday life in the UK. Mm. Or using the weather, and I'm prepared to take the risk that some of our players will also be uncomfortable. But guys like Eben will will just love it. Guys okay. like Quaka, oh, Quaka will be like fucking digging a burrow for him to sleep in. Yeah, Quaka will just like Quaka probably stays like that anyway. Like they go <laughs> they go like Wellington, Auckland, and Quaka just like disappears with a tent. And like comes back the next day for practice. <laughs> What's this? And, and doesn't doesn't Valida Rue live in a hollow out baobab tree as well? Yeah, but he, he not in a hollow out baobab tree. Like on top, he perches it, and he just like uh, sleeps on top the branches, and he keeps his okay, hmm. Um, so just on the aside, so I was looking on stuff. Um, you know, I was trying to keep in touch with our New Zealand brothers. Um, I don't know that, that uh, Falao Fakatava, because the All Blacks are reportedly pushing for eligibility for him in 2022. Um, he was born in Tonga. Uh, I'm just trying to see why. But I, no, uh, they, they, do you know what? They don't get him. Tonga gets him. They can have bloody Aaron Smith and Triple T and... Yeah. Weber and Perinara and they have scrum offs. They don't need him as well. Uh, oh well, he's only eligible next year from December sixteenth, twenty twenty two. I, so I don't know. It's just um, I, 
Uh, oh, well, Josh Lord, you got caught quarter for the tour. I just think it's scrum off there a bit weak. There's Smith. Um, I think Weber's better than Perinara. Because Perinara's delivery is too slow. Whoa. I just think he's Weber's better than Perinara. I just think he better suits the All Blacks game plan. Like, Perinara's got... He's a good player. Yeah, they don't actually need a scrum off that does stuff. They just no. need a guy who just shovels the ball. So, I remember I read something interesting. Just because of the, the speed of Smith's pass, best distributor in the world... He's able to beat rush defenses because his pass is so quick. Like, even at areas like if they had him against the Africans until dominating the line out so much, even on ship ball, he, was, he would have been able to move the ball fast enough to try and beat, like, um, their bread of defense, etc., etc. Um, I don't know. I guess, sorry, that was just a random tangent. I was, I was just looking at the All Blacks and just some comments by Foster about Japan. It's just my mind, mind got clouded by just Foster being bang average. I guess I'm just. I'm just. Uh, Beating a dead horse. I, I apologize. Uh, ignore me. So, I'm looking forward to the end of the year tour where we can like support other South Navy's Z teams again. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm keen to yeah, back the All Blacks to deck. Yeah. But they the All Blacks have such a weak Southern uh, a weak tour though. Yeah, yeah. And they're playing one game and then when they play Wales, they're playing outside the test window. Um, uh, so Wales won't even have their best team. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, right. they're playing, what they're playing, they're playing one game in America. Yes. Moneymaker. Against who, Ireland? Uh, aren't they playing the Eagles? What? Well, they better sort out their shit from losing to Uruguay if they want to not take 100. I'm, I'm very interested to uh, see how Australia do, actually. I, mean, I, I just want Australia to lose to England so we can get the Raven chilled back. I still haven't quite figured out how it works. I thought it was a floating trophy. If you beat an oak, you get it back. Yeah, that's how yes. it works. So Australia yes. took it from us and now they uh, have it until so, they lose it. The team that beats them has it. And then do we play England the week after? Yeah, so, but yeah. not but not because they have the Raven shield, just coincidentally. Oh, but but yeah. all but the stars the stars align though. We can get it back. It's, yeah, it's like the most likely route back to South Africa is if Australia go unbeaten and then lose to England and then England lose to us. But it's not simple relations, but yeah. It's the only way we can end the... I think it's the only way that we can end the season with the Ray Burn Shield. Yeah. Do, do you know what I, thought, I think would be really cool? If somehow... SAA had got it off the British and Irish lines. <laughs> that would be cool. And then we just keep it until because SAA like never plays. Or even if it's like well, if it's called you know like if the if like the emerging Springboks get it and they you just never form them again and you keep it for it. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have uh, I don't have anything further to discuss, chaps. If, if there's anything else you'd, you'd like to have a quick chat about, I mean we can always chat about draft and how it's impossible to pick a team. Um, but there's so much yeah, freaking rotation. I think, I think, I think next year when we when we draft URC, we draft 30 man squads. Yeah, we'll have like a flex bench of three or something. Yeah, just, I've just... I've no idea what's going. On. Like the teams come out, I'm just like, okay, cool. I don't know if do, my do, players do are playing on it. Do you know what I get to a point? Obviously, with Super Rugby, you look at a team and you don't need to see the name of the team. You just obviously, you know, you'll see like. Tani or Tupo or whatever, you'd be like, okay, that's the Reds. Or you'll see, yeah, you know, whatever you'd see, Bismarck. You'd be like, oh, that's the Bulls. But honestly, I see the teams, just like the list of names. I'm like, I have no fucking idea what yeah. team this even is. It's like name blindness. Yeah. But like, literally, I don't know one player from this team. Yeah. I thought I would learn, but I'm really not. <laughs> no, I think you have to like watch quite a lot to because I mean I used to you know be able to do trades in my sleep almost like guys would make a trade and I'd be like okay I know for a fact that players are known and I know who you mean nowadays like when I do trades for fantasy but for everyone else I have to like write out the full name including your first name surname because I have no idea who these people are. And I'm, I'm not even checking, like, if the positions are correct. So, yeah, I trust that you guys are doing it correctly. 
But like, don't be. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is great news. I'm so drafting like loose forwards to come play prop for my team. No, friend, I, I wouldn't know. Like, <laughs> I would have. I could pretty check, but like, here's time for that. Whereas, like, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, Antoff will have put some sort of mechanism in that the player will go red or flash or some shit. Yeah, the whole thing will shut down. How, how sharp has our Excel sheet got? We should really be selling this technology. No, what? no. Uh, I'm, 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 I feel very blessed that we have a couple of people, more than a couple, who actually know what they're doing on Excel. So I, I want to be selfish and keep this uh, rugby tech to myself, or just enjoy, enjoy the, the fruits of others' labors. Thanks very much. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, I think we should like we should like market the the thing, just sell it like raw with just all the player names and stuff, and teams can do. Because it's so like easy to do now. I've, I've I've tried that. Like, well, not not selling the IP, but like, you know, I've offered Super Sport quite a few years ago. But like, I've offered to build them a fancy platform, and they were like, "Oh, we have Super." So I was like, "Okay, Super shit, safe, whatever." <laughs> You know, how cool would it be if, like, if we saw a panel like Jean de Villiers and Skulls and those guys, and they were like, oh, you know, I've got so-and-so this game for my fancy. And at halftime, they were like, oh, so-and-so is a fancy leader, whatever. I think that would be cool. I think I think there's room for fancy to play a much bigger role in, like, sports punditry. Oh, well... I mean, if you look at what Fantasy Premier League's done, I mean, look, you are dealing with a much huger brand. Um, but as we know, rugby is a little bit behind the times. So, yeah. um, I mean, this would be so easy. Like, I don't know, even if they want to play Super I and mean, if it's affiliated to Super Sport or whatever, like, they should just have a, you know, pundit league and, and be like, oh, you know, I've backed Evan Ruiz my captain. So I hope he has a good game, and then half time be like, oh, okay, Emirates is now the game I thought he would, which is true because Emirates. But like, you know, then just say, you know, Scott could be like, oh, John, you should have made you Emirates captain, or I told you to pick Emirates, you know. And I don't know, I, it's such an easy thing for them to do, and they should do it with like super picks anyway. So yeah, fuck super sport. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you just mentioned captain. Why don't we use the captain feature? Like, you pick a captain, they get double points. Maybe that's because captain, captain promotes like a big, a, like it helps distinguish between teams. You know, we'd like yeah. in sort of Fox Fantasy, where like you had always like nine, ten players in common most teams. Hmm. Yeah. So the captain is just a different uh, draft. You know, differential. Uh, yeah. Oh no! Well, that's. Uh, no, I mean they're not mutually exclusive, but like huh. you don't need the variance of a captain selection when you have a draft. Well, like, fuck with my backline, so my forward pack will carry me. Jesus, no, I, I, I yeah, never mind. I, I don't need to uh, get into this. At least I'm not uh, Dick. Um, he's he's fallen from a heavy, heavy heart after winning um, the earlier draft this year. Um, but yeah, anyway. I don't voice. I might just wrap it up then. If if you want to leave it there, if you have anything further to add. I've got I've got a pastiche tonight waiting for me, so I'm going to shuffle that, do my teeth, go to bed. Nice. Uh, I have uh, crumb chicken, lemon and black pepper crumb chicken with some potato salad and coleslaw. Okay. Did you you make all of that as well? No. Fuck no. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say it's kind of. All from the cupboard. He has a little like fold out kitchen. (laughs) <laughs> okay. oh, I wish uh, Ben thank you very much for joining us it's, it's always a pleasure to have you on oh, thanks for having me on I'm glad, I, glad I could make it and my child went to sleep which is always a treat bless uh, I think mine's been quiet since I'm not waking being in the cupboard since uh, uh, Natalie saw me she gave me a big thumbs up apparently the cupboard's the place to be it's the new rugby dungeon <laughs> my cupboard she's just happy just have you in the cupboard. She's just gonna keep you in there. Just stay there, yeah. Like, yeah. You got coats, you can keep warm. Well, I mean, I've had to balance a microphone on like uh, a drawer. I almost feel like I'm in a studio. I'm getting much better reception in here. So maybe, maybe I've, I've stumbled onto something. Live from my you're cupboard. Also, you're sounding very crisp, man. I know. Yeah. Jeez, what? What? It, it took me having a kid 16 months later to realize the cupboard's the place to be. 
when uh, broadcasting. Uh, Alex? I, I, don't think, I don't think I'll get things off the mic, but maybe I'll try next week. Hmm. Yeah, no, I just have a... I don't have, like, a walk-in cupboard. I just have a... Yeah, I do. Well, and also, I mean, as you guys know, I did study radio, and it is a very good recording environment. There's, like, clothes everywhere. I'm on a carpet. So it absorbs all the ambient sound. Um, anyone nice. who wants to record... Uh, if you want, it's a smallish room with lots of furniture and a cupboard. Just do it in a fucking cupboard, guys. That's that's the future of... of Apparently, of... Hugh Lloyd did his audition for House in a toilet at the Kalahari Sands in Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, uh, is that just part of like, Namibia's folklore? Does everybody in Namibia know that? Uh, a... <laughs> I don't know. But like he was there filming, uh, what is it, Flight of the Phoenix? Like... Hmm. That's what it's called, that movie about them crashing the desert. Um, and, and he obviously heard about us and wanted to do his audition dead. And the bathroom at Kalahari Sands in Vintage was like the perfect acoustics. So there you go. Hmm. And on that bombshell, and thanks, Alex, for joining us and just empowering us with your knowledge. It's My much, pleasure. It's always such a pleasure. Uh, thanks for joining us. And yeah, if you have been listening, we appreciate your time as always. Matt, the the rock of Observatory, he'll be back next week. He's five and zero in the NFL league. Um, he's fucking unstoppable, and he's getting. Yeah, what, why is Matt so good at it? I don't know. He's getting smug. I don't like smug Matt. Anyway, if you have been listening, thanks very much. We will be back next week. <laughs>